like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Just saying, we should be ready when we say we're going to be ready. That's all. We agreed upon a time. Uh, just so the listeners know, uh, these these two animals that I do this stupid show with were being very rude to me because my computer threw up some sort of Apple warning thing that, uh, like, right before I was about to start the show, sure. and I decided to deal with it as opposed to allow it to just sit there through the whole show. Sure, sure. And and now and now I'm being made to feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's that's the dynamic of this show. I yeah. I give and I give and I give. And this is what I get. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's I, all it's I, and I keep it's coming been back over 3 years. Why are you surprised about this? I like, keep should... I keep coming back for some reason. I know. I know what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry this abusive relationship is still working for you. It's not. <laughs> Oh. I think it definitely is. I mean, it does occur in your household, so it would be... You could leave. Yeah. I mean... This is where all my stuff is. <laughs> yeah. Look, but he could. where my clean shorts are. Oh, I thought my good shorts were in here. All of his underwear is here. My underwears are in here. All this is where my ball caps are. Yes. Oh. My, my, I have to pack up my video games. I, I have to unplug everything. Yep. Put this it in boxes. PDF. And then I have to remember which cord went to which thing and yep. replug it yep. in and it's reset fine. up the inputs. It's, it's a whole to do. Yep. It's fine being made to feel bad every week so I can play Fallout. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, it's yeah. a give and a take. Yeah, you yes. know, it's like, you know, it's six of one, half dozen the other, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give, we'll take. Bring him in, push him out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're fine. I don't think I'm that bad. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. fine. <laughs> Rub a little dirt on oh it. To be God. fair, you are indeed fine. So you are indeed. I have, you I have, fine you guys, I have no problems. <laughs> <laughs> if he was genuinely upset, we... we probably wouldn't change but we wouldn't make fun of him for it. <laughs> yeah i mean i would look i would strive to change for like maybe an hour i wouldn't well you I, wouldn't. I, I have yeah, to live with him to, she has to be she has to spend more time with me yeah than i do. spend literally <laughs> every waking minute with him yeah i mean he could kill you in your sleep oh yeah oh, exactly oh yes, oh, yes he doesn't know where i live no I could find you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking come at me, bro. <laughs> oh my god. No, on a much lighter note that doesn't involve murder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or shocking <Boo>. poop. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, that, this oh, is like Oh, this week we're not going to talk about shitting ourselves? No, can you what is it? even this show anymore? I know I, I don't know. Well, it, it kind of ties back to something that the three of us have talked about earlier. Uh, and in the past, is just training crows and how we want to train them. Yes, yes. I am something... working. I'm working on my animal army as we yes. speak. So, so here's what happened in Nova Scotia: a a Canadian lumberjack felled a tree like he's supposed to in his job. As he mm-hmm. goes over to like clean up the wood, he notices a nest of crows, and he goes, "Whoops!" He he knocked down oh. a crow's house. But he was like, oh, shoot. He feels bad. He puts them in a box and he leaves them kind of like in the middle of the field. So so mom and or dad crow could come and be like, oh, our babies are fine. Our house is gone. Tornado has come through, but at least yeah, our but, children but at least, are fine. But at least my family is safe. Yes. yes. Um, he comes back the next morning. Crows are still there. Mom and dad nowhere to be found. He's hmm. like, oh, shoot, this sucks. So he takes them home and he has now raised two crows to do his well not to do his bidding to do but his to kind of do his bidding <laughs> but the the best thing that he has trained them to do because he is a lumberjack he has taught them to log roll and it to log, log roll? roll roll so it's like you have a log in the water and you run on the log and stay above water he is <clears throat> teaching the crows they can log roll yes question yeah is this strictly speaking legal i don't think you can own crows I 
don't know what well, Canadian law is. Canada, so who knows? You know what? All bets Their are off when you live in Nova Scotia. The rules don't matter there. A no. bit of an expert in bird law, okay? <laughs> Canadian bird law? International bird lawyer. Yeah, Inter- I'm an, yeah Bob. Bob Loblaws. International bird lawyer. I'm a litigious aviary specialist. Yeah. <laughs> National bird lawyer fucking <laughs> killing me over here. <laughs> so anyway, he has now raised them. Uh, they like kind of come and go as they please. He can like, they, they hop on his little thingy. He walks them around. I love it. Do they talk to him? Uh, not really. I don't think he's okay. trained them to talk like we've seen. Um, but he gets them to eat bugs for him, like big gross bugs. He's like, oh, there's a gross June bug. Go eat it. So the crow goes and And the bird's it. like, a nom and noms, Yeah, dad. he's like, this is great. And then they log roll because that's the most Canadian thing I could think of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unless he could teach those crows to pay ho- to play hockey, yeah, that really true. feels very Canadian. That would be more so. Uh, but yeah, so I thought that's a nice heartwarming story. He saved crows. One awesome, cool bird. I mean, he did fell their house. Well, he didn't know they were there. Arguably, sure. Qualified immunity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plausible deniability on the crow house murder. Yeah, exactly. Didn't know they were there. Hmm. But then he tried to find mom and dad. He he did try and do right. I like that he raised them. I like that they're now out there living their best crow lives yeah. with a little human buddy to yeah. help them along their journey. Yep. And and when they're bored, they can be like, you want to roll on this log in water? Sure. They got a little pastime. They got a little hobby fun. now. Yeah. Sounds super fun. He should monetize that, put it on the ticker talks, and people will like it. He has a YouTube channel. I was shocked to see that his videos only had like 100 views. I'm like, but... Criminal. What? Hey, Canada, what are you doing out there? What are you doing? Support your boy. Support your bird boy. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you take back Justin Bieber, you give us the crow man. Yeah. Brandon Lee is the crow. Man. Uh, <gasps> speaking of it's very heartwarming heartwarming bird flaps <laughs> speaking of international bird law bird law hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the booze and brews podcast we're the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories we drink thematically appropriate beer and have you or a bird you know been injured in a personal injury lawsuit call because us if you need a structure if you have a structured settlement and you need cash now then you call, should do have Bob. a structured settlement <laughs> and you need cash now. It's a tough cash now. It's a tough cash now. Uh call uh BQ International Bird Lawyer and he'll get you the settlement you need. Yep. Yeah, I mean I think if you if international bird lawyers exist, one, amazing. Two, please email us. Yeah. Three, do you ever have a bird client? Yeah. I, I, you know, well, like you help that... people who deal with birds. Did you ever help birds? Well, think about like it. You remember... work for Greenpeace. You're the Lorax. You speak for the trees, except it's birds. Do you remember that case where there was like, I think it was either in a movie or something where they had an image of a monkey and then they tried to like a movie studio, tried to merchandise it. And I think it was like the ASPCA and then that monkey or was PETA like, or somebody. You. ASPCA or PETA or the zoo or something sued the studio to be like, that monkey has a right of publicity. It's a monkey. That monkey did not sign off. That exactly. monkey has first right of refusal. That monkey has a right of publicity to their name, voice, and likeness, which you did not receive. And now you are yeah. monetizing off of that monkey's likeness. You should pay the monkey. Yeah. Fuck you trying to steal from that monkey. That's right. You know what we call that? Monkey business. Uh, get out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Stay longer. I disagree with my wife. <laughs> this is a good joke. <laughs> this is a good joke. I stand by it. Um, I I don't know if we're speaking of monkeys speaking today. Speaking of dumb monkeys. Speaking of monkeys. Yeah, speaking of idiot monkeys, in particular. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This week. So our beer this week is uh, from Long Beach Beer Lab. It's called Broza Before Goza, and it's, it's a, got a really cute little mousy with some badass wraparound like, shades. Yeah, with like some Macho Man Randy Savage sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a, it's a berry rose goze. Yeah, Ooh. it's uh. It, it's got some flavors. We'll get to it. Yeah. It also looks like cranberry juice. It's red. Mm-hmm. It tastes like cranberry juice. Very I, I, red. I would argue this is not beer, but that's okay. 
Yeah, I don't I don't think it's beer. It doesn't Holy taste beer. Holy fucking shit. I was unaware. This is 8%. 8%. Oh, yeah. fuck, really? Yeah. Shit. That's you're exciting. Gonna have, you're going to have a good day. So anyway, anyway, so with bros before goes, we said, oh, as offensive as that is. Yeah, yes. We thought, well, what, what offensive group of individuals would possibly hold this as their mantra? Yeah. Members of a fraternity. So we are doing haunted frats this week. Whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. And what that means to me is an actual haunted fraternity. Look at you understanding the assignment. Right. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. So when you think of universities, I'm sure one of the first schools that pops to mind is the Division II School of Hard Knocks. Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference School, Slippery Rock University of Pennsylvania. Mm. That's probably the first. I mean, that was the first school I thought Gross. of. Gross. Hell yeah. Slippery Rock. The moist Gross. lumps of Slippery, slippery Rock University. Wow, are you? Slippery. Nope. Everything's gone wrong. Engineer Bob had a stroke there. <laughs> nope. Stroking on out. Slip, slip, slip. Slippery Rock University. Look, all I was saying... Moist lumps. That's the, that was the part of the joke that I got <laughs> out. Everything else, moist lumps. <laughs> can't can't I can't vouch for my ability to say it. Anyway, commonly referred to as SRU or The Rock. Oh, The Rock is a cool name. Yeah, although that's all right. I would definitely just call it Slippery Rock. That's a pretty cool college name. Slippy Rock, please. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you gotta get a little bit more British. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, Slip it's, rock. it's Slippy Rock. Slippy Rock. I go to Slippy Rock. The rock. Rocks are a bit slippy today, aren't they? Aren't they? Slippy rocks. Anyway, uh, The Rock was originally founded in 1889 and is part of the Pennsylvania State System of Higher Education. Basic, cool. Basically, what that means is that... It's a college in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It is uh, a college that is run by an agency... Uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, it oversees 14 colleges and universities, and this particular system of higher education was created under the Normal School Act of 1857. Not the oh, Weird School Act of 1922. School. It's a normal school. I think yeah. we've talked briefly we about normal We have talked about schools. normal schools before. Exactly. Basically, what normal schools are, are teacher training schools. There you go. So, Aren't they, like, weren't they g- schools for girls, too? Uh, primarily, yeah, because yeah. men can't be teachers. So that's actually a misprint. They're grill schools. <laughs> they're, they're gorilla schools. They're gorilla schools. Yeah. They, monkeys. They're back to monkeys. Gorilla Haunted France. <laughs> so 12 normal schools were created. These normal schools then became state teachers colleges and then state colleges. So yeah. Um, when SRU first opened, it was this teacher training school. And then the school followed the path, which I just described. So then it be- eventually became a state college. And in that happened in 1960. So it was a teacher college until 1960. And by that point, then kids could finally get both undergrad and graduate degrees. 1960 feels like a late well, time to make that switch over. Yeah. Um, and it's th- a late bloomer, you know, it just kind of yeah. took, took, took everything <laughs> at its own pace. Yeah. It's, a, it's a grower, not a shower. Yeah. In 1983, the college got university status. That's right. I've got hot. hot. It was so cool. They're like, we got a lot of kids. And by a lot of kids, I mean 8,500. Oh, my God. I know some high school classes are like 8,500 I know. Um, so anyway, it is home today to 8,500 students. They study everything from biology to musical theater. Which Oh, if, fun! Which if you are in a town 100 miles, or nope, sorry, 60 miles from Pittsburgh... That musical theater degree is going to get you real far. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yup. Notable alumni include... I'm getting out of the steel town. (laughs) Can't wait to make my way to the big city. I feel like it's a lot of fame, right? Yeah. Like, it's a lot of just kids singing fame. Mm -hmm. Fame. Yeah. At the moment, probably still so much Hamilton. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In the Heights is making a... It's making its like introduction. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A and little then bit. because they're in, you know, Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, In the Heights is cast by 100% white people. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, notable alumni include Matt Adams, uh, who I lovingly refer to as Fat Adams, pro baseball player. Oh, oh sports boy. Sports boy. I, do. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Charles, Charles William Kerr. Pioneer Presbyterian minister in Tulsa. Mm. 
notable. Great. He's one of my favorite pioneer yeah. Presbyterian ministers yeah, from and, the greater Tulsa area. And I mean, of of all of the one, the famous ones. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. probably the best. Well, yeah, he not really, the most well known, yeah. but probably the best. He yeah. turns my crank, man, as far as <laughs> Presbyterians go. You know, you know those crank turning Presbyterians. He is the crankiest. <laughs> he cranks it. He super cranks it. Uh, and rock and roll artist Donnie Iris of the Jaggers with a Z. Yep. Uh, so okay, so what? There's not a lot going on, is what you're saying. Yeah, I've no. heard of zero of your famous alumni. Yeah, well, alumnists. Yeah, no self-respecting university would be complete with some of that without some of that Greek life and slippy rock has a lot of Greek life. Oh, I would assume Slippery Rock has a large fraternity they, of, like, Greek system. They have about a gazillion different organizations because yeah. I went to their Wikipedia page. And there's, like, maybe 20, and I went for 8,500 students. Like, Jesus Christ, calm down. Maybe get, like, 10. Yeah. No, no. everybody's going to be in that frat life or sorority yeah. life. I don't know. I, um, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't. I get, if you guys were in frats or sororities, was it fun? It seems like you're just paying to have friends. Yeah, and get drunk, which you can do. You can do yeah. that in college. You don't need I, to be I in a sorority drunk. or a frat to get drunk in college. I got super drunk in college. It was really easy. I didn't have to yeah. join some weird organization where I had my ass slapped and yeah. lived yeah. in a dirty I mean, house. <laughs> I mean, I went to Got a college herpes. where Greek life wasn't a big thing, mm. so it wasn't like, it wasn't, it, it was there, you could find it, but it yeah. wasn't like overwhelming. Yeah. But those schools that like have fraternity row and stuff, oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, God, what is that even fucking like? Um, on Friday nights, it makes it impossible to walk in that general direction. Oh, Does that whole street just smell like stale beer? Kinda, yeah, and and that's the street when um, the university wins, say the NCAA national championship in hockey, throws burning mattresses off of the rooftops. Oh, in celebration, Correct. as you do. As that's one part does. of our white culture, though. That really is. But when that we're excited, also- we light things on fire. Mm-hmm. When we're upset, we light, light things, things on fire. When we feel that we've been wronged in some way, we light, light things, things on, on fire. fire. We're really just a culture of firebugs. Yeah, we're we're pyromaniacs it's fine yeah at sc it was thursday night and it was uh constantly a complete mess full of drunks and yeah i lived actually behind fraternity row so i had to walk through it on the regular just yeah and like front row shorts at backwards USC. hats polo shirts non-stop dave matthews it was very irritating well and like that's not the best part of los angeles either you know you don't want to be drunk and stumbling around there you take a wrong turn and you're in the middle of something you don't want to be in the middle of yeah i don't i don't think my school had that i think we had a greek system but i think it was i think there was probably 10 between frats and sororities combined like it was just Ah. not a big thing yeah we had a whole block just gross anyway so one of those many gazillion fraternities is alpha sigma phi Sure. Great. Also, do these names mean anything? They just picked. They just picked Greek letters. Yep. Just Greek letters. Yeah. It's not like, oh, all the alphas are focused on sciences no. and all the deltas are focused no. on politics and no. like servitude. You know, there no. Are They're just gobbledygook. Like, to my ta- knowledge, probably. Like Tau Beta Pi is actually like a... Like a Nerd? N- no, it's like a uh, sort of like an honorary thing. But I don't know that it's actually like a fraternity, but it is definitely has a bunch of fucking Greek letters and shit in it. Right. Like my dad was in it, but I don't think he was a frat yeah, guy. Yeah, I so. just, I don't understand. Your don't dad doesn't it. look like a frat guy. No. Th- this is one of those things about like in my within my white culture that I know nothing about and do not understand. No. I have a friend who was in a sorority. I'm like, I don't understand what you did. I know, I know I nothing know. of this. Anyway, let us know if Any, it was fun. Yes, tell us. What did tell you do? Tell us it was fun or if it was shitty. Tell us it was tell shitty us too. Crap. We're uh, curious. So Alpha Sigma Phi was founded at Yale in 1845 and is the 10th oldest Greek letter frat in the United States. Cool. With 179 active chapters today. Great. Uh, it's, Good for them. Its motto is, um, where did it go? Get fucked, get sucked, oh. drink everything you can find in the truck. Let's go, bros. <laughs> To better, to better to better the man and 100% true <laughs> and I just made it up it was real easy the actual <laughs> motto is to better the man yep. I feel like you guys just said the same thing yeah 
probably right. <laughs> I feel like I we did too. Uh, the colors are gray and red, and their symbol is the phoenix. Because Wait, the frats phoenix- have colors and a and a mascot. Yeah, yeah. It's like. The phoenix, bro. It rises like, from the ashes. After you get super fucking drunk, you just puke your guts out. You're ready to rise again and drink, bro. Beer yeah. pong, what's up? <laughs> Beer pong, what's, what's up? Uh, yeah, and uh, supposedly the phoenix was chosen um, because it symbolized the refounding of the frat in the early 1900s. I just told you what it symbolized, dude. Well, that's what it means now, but like it needed an original meaning. And D- that's yeah, it. but in the 1800s, that's what it meant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah 1800s like, chads were definitely screaming, "Get fucked, get sucked, sucked. drink yeah. everything drink. on the truck." Yeah, dude, because it's like they invented beer in 1800s, so you just drank it. <laughs> get fucked, get sucked, drink everything on ye old truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just updated the language. <laughs> We, we like brought it up to modern American English. Yeah, we English. thought that like ye old made it difficult to attract new new pledges. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so when not uh, porking hot sorority chicks at parties, members quote espouse the following I can't values. believe you wrote that down. I can't believe you wrote that sentence mm-hmm. into your notes. I did. Because you only say things that you write down. That's true. When not porking hot sorority chicks at parties. Oh, God. Gross. Isn't that what frat guys do? Anyway. Hey, if you were in a frat and porked a hot babe, let us know. <laughs> that. If you were in a sorority and porked a hot babe, let us know. Yeah. You know what? That too. I think Engineer Bob would be more into that. I don't read the email, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Engineer Bob will <laughs> never know. That's accurate. Bob will never know. Podcast so I can mom and I will just... the co-hosts who actually do read the emails. <laughs> Podcast mom and I will just exchange all of your lesbian stories, um, and not tell and you. quite enjoy them, and we'll never tell. And never tell mom. you. Yeah, I'll never know about them. Uh, and I, and we you know what? Keep all your lesbianism for, for ourselves. Yeah, I will never ask for your hot lesbian stories. <laughs> so anyway, members quote espouse the following values: silence, charity, purity, honor, and patriotism. I don't feel lie. like they espouse a single one of those. I think they're all the exact opposite. Patriotism. I feel like they espouse none of that. Whatever. They Wait, love what, what America. They Purity. Purity. Silence. No, bang, bang all the broads. What's yep. the second one? Silence. The, uh, loud ass parties. Charity. Take all the money. Uh, honor. J- just, you, you know what? I p- Pull pranks on your bros. Patriotism. Hezbollah. Hezbollah. <laughs> 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 I was just ready. I was just fucking in the chamber. Hezbollah. Oh my God. <laughs> Hezbollah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> January 6th insurrection. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. And uh, it looks like, so I went to the, the website and it's pretty much all white dudes. Just nothing but Of course it is. I feel like that's nothing most fraternities. And, beer, and fucking beer bongs. I know what's up. Anyway. So the yeah, chapter. Man, it's just fucking vineyard vines and. Terrible, so this, stale, shitty beer. This chapter of Alpha Sigma Phi was founded in 1970, and today members live in the house located at 133 Keister Road. Keister, Keister Road. They <laughs> live. The fr- the frat is on Butt Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you want to join the fraternity, you have to put a whole house bo- up you have your to ass. Put a whole house up your ass. <laughs> There's definitely some sort of like I keistered her on keister yeah, sort sure. of a yeah. thing happening. Yeah. It better not be like mispronounced keister to like make it not a funny oh, butt joke. Oh, it's not. I mean, if it was, it's not anymore. We put it on the internet. It's true now. Yeah. Keister. Um, so, which is either good or bad depending on your tolerance of ghosts. We, we're, we're a fraternity that really likes to focus on butt stuff as a result of keister red. <laughs> we have a long and proud tradition of butt stuff. Of, of general butt, butt stuffery. Stuff. So join our frat, yo. Silence, purity, honor, <laughs> butt, butt stuff. Butt stuff, Hezbollah. Hezbollah. <laughs> Hezbollah butt stuff. Yeah. Hezbollah butt stuff. I, I hear... It uh, sounds like a contradiction, but it's not. But it's totally <laughs> not. My name's Chad. Come to my frat house. Um, so this place, 133 Keister Road, is haunted. Uh, members who live at the house call the spirit... Who inhabits the third floor? Ted. Ted? <laughs> Ted. That's Ted. what they him. Not Chad? Not Chad. Damn it. That's their names. You don't want to confuse the ghost with the dudes living in the house. You yeah. see? 
They'd be His like, full Christian name is Tedward Ghost McStuffins. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Doctor McStuffins. No, um, the ghost is not a doctor. No, uh, but the ghost is actually believed to be that of a Native American man named Sam Mohawk. Okay, Ooh. so Ted made a lot of sense. Yep. Then. Well, they didn't. That's know. A kind of a cool you, name, though. Like, you really expect these chads to like go to the library and read old newspapers about no anything. No. So I Ted. like that the name they picked was Ted, though. Yeah, but it was when the actual name is Sam, which is like honestly, you can see well, one uh, and probably not his actual name. No, probably not because Native American. That's the name he gave the white people. Yeah, to call him. So anyway, Sam Mohawk is responsible for the murder of Mrs. James Whiten and her five children. Oh, Ted, why? Why, Ted, why? Ted, well, I will tell you. So as the story goes, Sam is originally from Cattaraugus County, New York, and helped bring lumber to Pittsburgh. So he was on a business trip. Okay. Um, I was like, he just put a bunch of, he put a bunch of wood, wood. put a bunch of firewood in his backpack and he walked to New York. He just walked from New York to Pittsburgh. Until that time, Pittsburgh. Was Had a, no wood. Was a desert. Woodless city. Until Woodless. this man. Woodless. Brought his wood. His. <laughs> his long, his hard. Ted and his wood. His hard logs. <laughs> his sturdy lumber. Sturdy lumber. To the people of Pittsburgh. No, so uh, he was on a business trip and he planned on staying at the Stonehouse Tavern, but his stay in the tavern was cut short. Um, after he got into a drunken fight with the owner and the owner ended it by throw, smashing a chair over his head and throwing him out. Oh, shit. WWE style. Hell yeah. Exactly. Get out, of, get out of my house. Uh, the next morning, Sam drunk again on what the newspaper article I read called the white man's liquor. Oh. What's the white man's liquor? Anything. All the liquor? All of it. Every liquor. It's, it's All like, the liquor is the white man's liquor. You just put it in a All giant pot. All the liquor is white man's liquor. Yeah. All the liquor is white man's liquor. Uh, it's true. Uh, he found himself at the home of complete stranger James Whiten. James wasn't home. He had gone to his daddy's house to borrow a horse to plow the cornfields. Papa, may I have a horse, please? Papa, I need to borrow the horse to plow my corn. Papa, might I trouble you to borrow a horse? As long as that's not all you're plowing. Know what I'm saying, son? Let, he does have five what? kids. He plowed I put it well. in the keister. Uh, he plowed that keister. <laughs> I mean, at least five times he didn't plow that keister. True. Uh, uh, there'd be questions if he Son, did it that I'm way. I'm more of a keister man, but I'm willing to make an exception five times for five children. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so he was not home, but his wife and kids were. So his wife was outside uh, trimming meat, cutting meat. As you oft do outside. Yes. Yep. I, uh, every day I'm I find myself in my front meat. yard trimming my meat i'm i'm imagining her like i'm thinking back to my little house in the prairie books that i read where she would be trimming the meat and then would put them in like a smoking storage thing to salt and cure so they have food in the winter time Mm. that's how i imagine i think outside is just the best place to cure to cut meat (laughs) to cut meat just in your front yard so anyway he drunkenly stumbles up to her says some uh untoward things they get into a fight she tells them to leave and he goes no i'm gonna bash your head in with a rock instead but she had a knife she was cutting meat well he had a big rock she had a knife rock and she's a frail woman anyway rock does beat scissors so yeah yeah so look it up he does she should add some paper she should have added paper would have changed the whole dynamic <laughs> of this. The whole dynamic of that fight. Well, well, um, well, in the in the rock paper scissors, where does meat come in? Like if she were to <laughs> slap him with a meat. Oh, I think meat wins everything. Yeah, you know, if she had had the thought to throw the meat in his face, maybe she wouldn't have died that day. You know what? He well, probably would have been like, oh, that's my problem. I'm drunk and hungry. Munch, 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 the munch. world may never. And he know. would just eat raw mm-hmm. steak. Mm-hmm. It's like a tootsie pop. Uh, so anyway, we'll after he uh, murders Mrs. White, and he goes inside and murders all five of their children because this feels like a weird jump from being drunk, yelling at a woman in her front yard, and then going inside to murder her family. His, Something happened. He had a fucking break, man. Because that just feel. You know what I mean? Like that's a big jump. He had CTE from the chair to the head. Oh, yeah. It was not his first chair to the head, I am sure. No. 
Because um, if you had a problem with the drink, it sounds like. What, what I'm saying right now, people, is that we need to make sure that all these aging wrestlers get health care. Call Vince McMahon. Get on the radio. Let and never Let cut meat in front of them. Never, and never ever. cut meat That's in front a of trigger. them. It's triggering. Super yeah. trigger. And they, they, see, they see meat and they want to body slam it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they, you get confused for the any, meat. Anytime you see a nice cut of veal, you just got to murder a child. Yep. Sorry. We've all That's been there. That's the way the Lord built me. <laughs> Thank God I live in a <laughs> desert. So after murdering the entire minus one white and family, he then went next door and beat the crap out of the neighbor's boy. Okay, something happened to this man. He had a mental break. He snapped. Poor Samuel Tedward. Something happened to him. Yeah. And so he went, he beat the crap out of the sun with another rock. They chased him out of the house. He went to a third home, that of Mr. Keister. Okay. And that is where they tackled him and beat him to a pulp until the police arrived. And he was arrested, put on trial, found guilty, and sentenced to death. The first person executed in Butler County. Oh, well done. Yeah, that feels... Yeah. Yeah. His his defense was, it was a um, mental break. Like, he didn't mean it. Uh, he apologized immediately. He didn't mean it. I, I didn't mean it. I, I was drunk, and I'm known to violent outbursts, and I had a drunken violent outburst. I had no control of myself. So, surprisingly, the white jurors of Butler County did not believe his story, and he was sentenced to death. So, uh, he now haunts the house on Keister Road. So, a 2006 graduate named Daniel Hooven... Uh, shared his story of the haunting with the uh, with Sci-Fi for the show School Spirits. I did School tr- Spirits. That's a good name, Sci-Fi. That's yeah. a good name. So I went online to try to see if I could find this episode and watch it. No, there was only one other one. But the whole I think the premise was every episode they go to a different haunted school and they would interview students and yada 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 and then present it. So this was their season finale. Ooh. Flippy Rock. Yes. We're going to end big finale with the child murder. It's true. So according to Daniel, after moving in, and it sounds like he may have been one of the first frat members to live in this house um, after okay. the school acquired it. Um, but according to Daniel, after moving in, something odd would happen every night. Uh, either stuff would go missing, um, electricity would short circuit, they would hear footsteps on the third floor, which is weird because there was only one bedroom, Daniel's, up on the third floor. And the chapter room, uh, which is where the frat members like hung their ass beating paddles above the door on like big thick hooks. But it was like where they had all their house meetings, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they had that there. So it was weird that they would hear footsteps when there was nobody up there. This all sounds like it can be explained by beer bongs to me I don't yeah. know yeah it's actually the ghost of a beer bomb yeah it's like oh I spilled the beer yeah bomb, or and then beer or binge drinking yeah. yeah yeah so eventually the this just sounds like I don't want to come clean to my dad about my poor grades <laughs> and just blame the beer it's bomb. not yeah. my fault I got a C minus there's a ghost there's a yeah. ghost in it. let's try to sleep uh, see there was this uh, there was this uh n- a Native American man whose name was Ted or Sam I don't and care he actually uh, got real mad one day and he beat a woman to death and uh, and then he beat children to death because he's super bad. Yep. Yeah, it's not my fault. It's super not my fault. Like, that's why I'm drunk all the time. <laughs> because of the sad memories I, do, sad I don't have. T- Ted has, like, inv- like, invaded my dreams, man. Anyway, so eventually the guys named the spirit Ted, which uh, Samuel did not like because after they started calling yeah, him Ted. Yeah, because his name's not fucking yeah, Ted. Yeah, it's not his fucking name. So after idiots. that, the frat members would hear... Instead of normal footfalls up on the third floor, they would hear stompy stomps. So he okay. was having a hissy fit. He would slam doors, slam okay, he's windows grumps. shut. He's got he's some grumps. Super grumps. Um, and the ass paddles would fly off of the walls. Like he was just having a tantrum. He was having a violent outburst. And if there were a rock upstairs, he'd probably bash your head. Yeah, if there were any children in that house. Oh boy. I know. They're all lucky they're over 18. Technically, yeah. not children, even though they act like children. Uh, so it appears, you know, just super duper hissy fit. So nine of the frat members did an Ouija board session uh, nice, and nice, tried to nice. connect with the spirit. Uh, and they did. Um, they asked some questions uh, of Ted and received the following responses. You guys are douchebags. Nope. Fuck all the way off. My name is Sam. Close. Uh, they got stab, kill, stab, God, bye. Stab, God. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so... I don't think he's pleased um, with you calling him Ted. 
Uh, but anyway, after they were done with the session, the frat members took the Ouija board out to the backyard. They said some prayers. They burned it. And apparently Did they after- close the session? Did they say goodbye? I hope so. Well, it seemed that it Sam, said bye. Sam said bye. So I'm hopefully Sam. Sam was tired of this shit. <laughs> Sam's like, I'm done talking to you bitches. I want to stab, kill, stab you. Since God. You stab, God. Kill, I think he wants to stab, kill, stab, Bob. Stab God. Stab yeah. God. Bye. Bye. Um, nice. So anyway, they they burned it. They said some prayers. And after that, Ted was less angry. So he still haunts the house, but he's not having a hissy fit and throwing Okay, he's got anymore. some less grumps. Yeah, so it was almost like they had their own little cleansing session. All right, um, all right. But yeah, so that's the story of the haunted Slippy Rock Alpha Sigma Phi frat house in Slippy Rock, Pennsylvania. Well, that is awful. That was an yeah. awful story you just told us. Yeah, but it is also very spooky. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, hang on for a minute. I'll come yell at you, and then we'll come back, and we'll have more sure You're going to love it. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Engineer Bob, international bird lawyer. Hey, I'd like to thank Scentwine for your very kind review of our show. If you'd like to be thanked on the show, you should also submit a review. We're a great show, and that's how you can show it. Another way you can show it is by going to patreon.com slash boozeandbrews and giving us your money. Audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches. I do. You can't get enough of this great content that we give you normally for free, but over there, you got to pay for it. Also, social media websites. We got them. You got them. Come and talk to us. You should do it. It's great. We have a Twitter at boozeandbrews. We have a Facebook at boozeandbrews. And we have an Instagram at All right, that's enough for me. Now back to the show. Two, three, go. All right. No. We're back. We're back with more fraternities. Yeah, All man. Right. Or whatever that means to me. Clearly, it doesn't yeah, it mean It feels a like you're setting fraternity. us up for No, it, no, no. I actually there is a fraternity in my story. Sh- sure. There is. It's not haunted. You it's you know just what? a fraternity that I mentioned just while I was finding the- something I'd much rather talk about. First of all, it's my show. I do what I want. <laughs> Second of all, there is a fraternity in my story. Okay. Sure. All right. So I am going to tell you uh, about Kansas State University. Okay. okay. Or KSU. Yep. Or Kansas State. Or my fave, K-State. Or KFC. <laughs> K-State. It's a little bit different. K-State sounds like, more I, hood for Kansas. I feel like the fraternities all scream K-State. K-State. But feels like their vibe well on their on their um uh, basketball uniforms i believe it does say k-state unbelievable so i think so uh Mm k-state which we now we're on a first name basis with kansas state we can call him k-state yes absolutely so k-state is in manhattan kansas the little apple Oh my God! Is that what it's called? I wish I'd made that up, but I didn't. Oh That's their God. like nickname. They're like because we're a smaller Manhattan. No, I get it, Kansas. I get, I get it. it. I've been Thanks to the for actual explaining Manhattan, it to me, but I get it. There are more people in Manhattan, the actual Apple, than there are in the entire state it's why of it's, Kansas. It's why it's little. Yeah, so they should call it the Crab Apple. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Uh, so for all you geography nerds out there. Manhattan is sort of in the northeastern part of Kansas. Okay. Just like Manhattan is, is in, in the, the northeastern part, part of America. Of sure. Just Jeez. like that. Oh, my God. It's like they, they did that on purpose, I bet. Just like that. So, uh, Kansas, so K-State was originally founded as Kansas State Agricultural College. Um, it was uh, it was ested on February 16th, 1863. Oh, right in the middle of the war. Yes. So this is interesting for two reasons. One, obviously, we're right in the middle of the goddamn Civil War. Yeah. Um, How do you attract students? Aren't they all fighting? Also, what I thought was interesting is, did you know Kansas was solidly Union? No. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. Kansas were not slave owners. They were solidly Union. Was that Um, part of the Missouri Compromise where it was like maybe Kansas was Union? That's because so Missouri could be Confederate? I don't no, know. America. No. But I, I literally History. like looked at a looked at a map of like what states went because yeah. I was like, was Kansas split? I was like, no, it's solidly blue. Oh, okay. Um, yes. So obviously, right in the smack dab in the middle of the Civil War, but it was so uh, during the Civil War, the American government passed something called the Morrell Act, okay. um, which is how we got a bunch of fucking colleges. Basically, what the Morrell Act did was it. Um, it uh, took ownership, air quotes, oh, God. of a bunch of native lands to turn for the purpose of turning them into colleges and universities. Where, where the, Native Americans per- couldn't go. For the purpose yeah. of 
uh, you know, the northern thinkers of the world thought if we give our country more education, they'll we'll have less fighting. We won't like we'll get out of the civil war. Like it was part of them trying to like make America smarter so that they'll not want to have yeah, slaves like, and oh, stop having the civil war. If we were if we were smart if we were smarter, we'd stop fighting. Hey, you know what? It's actually probably not wrong. Yeah, and it was like to to like pull kids because like instead of going to fight the war go to college yeah you know don't die and a lot of them as you can assume it was originally called an agricultural college a lot of the colleges founded from the morale act were teaching you how to be a farmer okay nice um but kansas state was actually very focused on like teaching how to be a farmer but also about liberal arts they wanted you to have a very well-rounded education oh they said something like we don't just turn men into farmers we turn farmers into men oh you know, um, they, they workshopped the hell out of that one. They really did. Yeah. They, I mean, it's We no, don't just turn men into farmers. We turn farmers into basket weavers. Yeah. And cows. And I don't cows. know how we do that, but cows. Um, so this, so K-State was actually the very first school that got this grant loan, you know, of the land. And they were the first one to actually build and open the college from this grant. They were the first Incredible. one. And um, so... Kansas only became a state in 61. Oh. So they basically started, and the Morrell Act passed in like 61. So they basically like became a state, went, we got to build a college and started building a college pretty much right away. Hey man. Which, which feels very un-Kansas. But then that said, so when this school opened, it actually had its first round of matriculation in September of 63. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, uh, and their class was evenly split between men and women. Wow. It was 20, their open class was 26 men and 26 women, um, which it was only the second college within the United States to do that, to have even numbers of men and women. Wow. Yeah. What, what which amazing also classroom happened, sizes, too. What the hell which, happened to Kansas? Yeah, also feels very un-Kansas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, li- little Manhattan is actually fairly liberal seems like yeah. uh we're gonna touch more on that later but so the the original school was literally like one building because again there's only 50 kids there yeah um so then in uh 1875 it moved to a larger place a bigger campus which is where the campus is now okay um so even though the original they like know where the original campus was but it was sold off and now it's like apartments or something okay um, so yeah, so their focus was split between agriculture and liberal arts, and um, they also were the first college in the nation to, because they had women going mm-hmm. to school there, they also created a a part of uh, schooling to teach you home ec. Oh. So which is like, it's not great that we're like schooling women, but we're only teaching them how to do women-y house things, but at least Just we're teaching women. Uh, yeah, at least I they're mean, learning at, something. At least they're letting women into college, so we'll take it. Um, so, so this is a school letting all the housewives know that they've been sewing like shit. Yeah. And here's how you do it right, idiot. <laughs> Your mom Go taught you how to learn sew. how to be a fucking wife, Betty. Yeah, Betty. <laughs> My God. Is that how your mom taught you how to cook? No wonder your dad left. You darn socks like a moron. Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. Idiot. This is why your dad's dead. Like, you're, wow. cutting, <laughs> you're cutting me in the yard, you fucking moron. Moron. This is come to K-State. Um, so now, modern day, K-State, um, the campus is over 650 acres, mm-hmm. um, which uh, it has a, a lot of the buildings. They don't have any from the original college, but they do have multiple buildings that date back to like the 1910s, which oh, is pretty cool. Cool. Um, they have around 20,000 students matriculating on average. Okay. They have an endowment of $525 million dollars. So they doing okay. So it's he's all sports related. Well endowed. Oh yeah. They do it. That's a big endowment. That is big. Mm. Um, they uh, currently have sixty five academic departments, which comprises nine main colleges. Ooh. Two of which I thought was interesting. They have one of their colleges is focused on human ecology, oh. which is like how humans interact with the earth. Oh, I thought it was how you turn humans into trees. Into tre- yeah. Well. <laughs> DNA splicing. Human mulch. I went to college to learn about human mulch. That when I die, I turn into mulch. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, and they, another one of their college is veterinary medicine. Oh. Nice. Yeah, they also have an agricultural college. They, they have a large focus on agriculture, specifically like 
animals and plants of the plains, the American plains. Yeah. Um, which is obviously where Kansas they is. They have a great program where they teach you how to inseminate bulls. They do. They used to teach you how to fuck your husband. Now they teach you how to make cows fuck. And I said bulls, but I meant cows. Sure. Yep. Because you can't. You, <laughs> you, can you know what? Try all if, you might. You can try. Work. If you're a bull and you want to fuck another bull, love Go is love. It. Go for it. You know. But you're not gonna get. As long as there's enthusiastic and continuous consent on both times. Yeah. Have at it, buddy bulls. Just hope have you're not at it. Hoping for a tiny wee yeah, butt baby. Yeah. If you're looking for a baby, work. you're not gonna get if, one. If though. that's your, if that's your preferred bang. Then yes. how about it? Your, your preferred pound. That was preferred it, right? Pound. Preferred yeah, yeah, yeah. pound for those tinglers out there. Um, so their official school color is royal purple. I was like, it's mm. purple. Yeah, they're one of only a handful of colleges that only has one color. Wow. Um, like Harvard. What? Heard of it. Oh my god. Um, their mascot is Willie the Wildcat. Willie, oh boy. Oh, they're the Wildcats? Yeah. Yeah, they're the Wildcats. Uh, for you sports ball enthusiasts, they are in both the NCAA Division One and Big Twelve Conference. Yes, they are. Sure. Yep. They're usually Those pretty are good sport at basketball. Balls. Those are different sport balls. Yes, sure. Uh, sport balls. D well, D one <laughs> is is the division, and then the conferences in Division one. There are multiple conferences, so like the Big Twelve is part of Division one. Great. Yep. So same sport ball. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all. It's not a sport ball, but it's you know like what a, I asked. I don't care. Yeah. Sports. I was like, I was <laughs> waiting for you to say I don't care. I was like, I why is she care. allowing? I well, asked because I, I thought it might be interesting. No, it wasn't. Turns out it's not. Um, but what is interesting is in the 1950s, K-State was actually one of the first, the first big school to break down the color barrier and put their African-American athletes and students into their sports teams. Oh. Um, they were like the first ones to like send black students and athletes to competitions to give them sports scholarships. Wow. Um, which, again, Kansas. surprisingly Kansas. Mm -hmm. I don't think Kansas when I think that. Yeah. Well, so now you have they're, to, yes. you've been proven wrong. So as their Wikipedia page told me, they have many notable alums. Oh, yeah. Including a bunch of fucking people I've never goddamn heard of before. I bet I've heard over me a short list of these people and I'll tell you if I've heard of them because nope, I Nope, hovered over hyperlinks, didn't know oh goddamn one of them. They're like state senators and congressmen oh. and a governor and shit oh. like that. But, but, but one of them is the current vice president of Liberia. Sure. Wow. Why not? Right? All right. Like, okay, I assume he was a foreign exchange student at one point. Right. I don't think West Africa's like outsourcing vice presidential bids. So I, I assume he, he is Liberian. Kansas, like this yeah. Liberian guy looked around the world and was like, you know what? K-State, baby. I want to go to Kansas. Or I like to think a like corn fed Kansas boy went, I'm going to move to Liberia and really change some and minds. Really, <laughs> really change. Um, yeah. So that was the only one I thought was of Nyut. Okay. Um, literally did not know any of the rest of them. So this school is a big sports ball school, as you can see. It's a bit, it's a, it feels like a small school. 20,000 kids doesn't feel that big to me. No. Um, but this school has 37 frats oh and 24 sororities. There was a list on Wikipedia I counted because oh I also went to college. Oh my God. Um, so amongst these many frats and sororities, which that's so many, 37 is too many. That's 36 too many. It is many. That's too many. And why only 24 sororities? Yeah. What? Hashtag feminism. Why, why is there a third more for penises than Women for vaginas? love beer bongs too. It's true. Yeah. Women love to paddle each other in the yeah. ass. Yeah. Chads and Chadettes unite. for everyone. Anyway, so amongst all of these, there's also many, many ghosts. Oh. This whole campus is haunted as shit. Oh. This so, whole campus is loaded with ghosts. Yes, it's full of ghosts. Um, so the most well-known ghost is the ghost of the Purple Mask Theater, mm. which mask is spelled the stupid theater way. Oh. Masqua. Yeah, masque. 
Yeah. Um, so it's haunted by a ghost. They all uh, call Nick the Poltergeist. Full Christian name, Nick the Poltergeist. Oh, it's just Nick the Poltergeist. Nice. It's Nick the Poltergeist. Um, so the story is that this, uh, where this theater is now was originally where the athlete dorms were. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't um, in athletic fields, but it was like there used to be housing and a cafeteria and like a common room for the student athletes. And then in the 60s, it was converted into the theater that it is today. Gotcha. Mm. Um, and pretty much since the 1960s, when they converted it into a theater, it's been haunted by the ghost of Nick the Poltergeist. Oh, he came um, with the property. Yeah. Yes. So the story says the it's like legend of Nick is the that Poltergeist. Nick, Christian names only. Nick please. the Poltergeist. I apologize, Nick. I'm so sorry. Yep. Not Nicholas the Poltergeist. No, no, no. Nick, Nick the Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it right. Nick, He's not mad. N- Nick the Poltergeist uh, was a footballsman. Okay. At the school, he played sports ball. That's the oblong brown ball Correct. for those of listeners yes. who also don't give a shit. Yep. Um, so Nick the Nick the Poltergeist was um, he was they were practicing one day. He got hurt in practice, and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna take him back to the dorms." So they took him back to like what was at that time the cafeteria, and like laid him down on a table to be like, "We got to get a doctor to see him. We got to call his parents in, um, figure out how badly he's injured." And in that time, he died. Whoa, that's that's a big injury. Yes, and his parents were like, oh my God, Nick has been injured. Let us drive to campus, get in a car accident, die on their way to see him. Oh. Oh no. So it's just a real bad day for the Poltergeist family. Oh yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this story is kind of true. There is a student named Nick who who, died, who was a student who died who was a footballsman. Okay. But he didn't actually die in that cafeteria. He was taken to a hospital. He died days later in the hospital. Okay. Um, so there is some truth to the story, but that's not the whole truth. However, there were two students who did actually die in that building. Oh. So the first one was from 1951 and he was a football's boy named Robert. Okay. Who died from polio. Which is not what? a quick death. No. Why are you still in school when you he have was polio? There. He was there for practice. With and he polio. was unable to attend the first practice because he was ill with polio. And when everyone came back from practice, he was dead. Why was he at school for football what if he's dying of polio? polio? Well, yeah, there's I, that, and let, let us not forget that uh, polio is also poop transmitted. So, oh god, and what are they? What are you doing on the football field other you than grinding your face into other men's butts? It's true. Butts yes. that are full of poop. Yes, notoriously poopy. That's They're, why that ball is brown. Yep. Yeah, they um, have to crap it out before every game. Yes. So then the second student was in 1953. It was a student named John who actually did. uh, He got an injury during practice. (laughs) Wikipedia called it a midair collision. Oh, God. Oh, like an airplane. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. I'm imagining he's trying to do a sweet flying tackle for YouTube and then just crushes his vertebrae. Yeah. So he uh, was injured during practice, was taken back to the dorms, died there. Okay. So I think that hit the ghost is a merge of Nick's story and this John story. Mm-hmm. But the ghost is definitely Nick. Okay. Nick the Poltergeist. Because, yes. Because as you can... Sorry, Nick the Poltergeist. Yes. Because as you can imagine, since it's become a theater, these theater kids fucking love to try and oh, talk to Nick the Poltergeist. Oh, they do. These fucking theater kids They're with their black all... nail polish and their fishnet stockings are all about it. All about it. So they like to have seances or like Ouija board sessions and try and talk to Nick. And, and they, they say, practice their acting while they're doing it. They're like, yeah, I'm going to pretend to be this They're person. really like, you're trying to get in touch with what it was like to be a student in the, in the 1950s. 1950s. Sure. They show up in poodle skirts. Yeah. Um, so they, in talking to this poltergeist, they've learned that his name is indeed Nick. He's okay. 19 years old. And he says that he's a student there. He goes to school there. Well, I don't... You're dead? Not went to school there. Goes goes. to school there. Yeah, he's still attending classes. Forever. (laughs) That doesn't sound fun. He's general... His general ghostiness is like he bangs on pipes. He bangs on walls. You'll hear him walking around upstairs when like there's no one on the catwalk in the theater or they'll hear someone stomping around upstairs but all the rooms upstairs are locked and there's no one in them. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you'll see a shadow figure and like when you go to like 
adjust your eyes to it it sees you seeing it will run into a room if you follow it into that room there's nothing in the room oh very spooky he also is uh he's a big fan of like in the middle of not normally performances but in the middle of like um final run through community events or practices he'll open and close the stage curtains i'm helping i'm helping he's what a goofball he's like Fucking this Tevya sucks. Fiddler not on the roof and just closes the curtain. I'm sick of this goddamn song. I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah. So then at one point the school brought in a paranormal investigator to talk to this ghost. Zach Baggins. And uh no. Damn. And so this paranormal investigator says it's not a student. This investigator says Demon? he quote felt the spirit of an aggressive farmer named Nigel. Uh, sure. So, okay. so Nick the Poltergeist might also be a quote aggressive farmer. Nigel the aggressive farmer. Like, is that a grumpy farmer or someone who aggressively farms? <laughs> like you're gonna fucking grow soybeans. I imagine him taking like his backhoe and just fucking mashing <laughs> it into just, the ground. He's just power bailing hay. Like yep. he's pounded five Monster Energy drinks. Yeah. He's yeah. just like he's an aggressive Rrr! farmer. Yeah, he's an aggressive well, farmer. Just fucking he's Nigel punching, punching yes. corn into growing. Yeah, Nigel the aggressive farmer. Yep. Um, but pretty much all the students are like, "No, it's Nick. He's a student." Every time we talk to him, that's what he says, and everyone's pretty much aware that he's there. He lives there. He hangs out there, and they're like, "He's not out to hurt anyone. He's like a prankster. He does like funny pranks. He runs away. He makes noise. Like he's not. He's mm-hmm. not a bad ghost. He's just hanging out." Yeah. Um. So here we go. Me understanding the assignment. Another haunted location <laughs> is the Delta Sigma Pi fraternity house all right fine i didn't have to talk about the theater kids i had to that's true no i, I mean when to. you started talking about it i was like all right i see why have you met me yeah um so the delta sigma phi fraternity house moved into a space uh in night moved into the space they're currently in in 1955 but before that it was a hospital it was saint mary's hospital oh and they like got a new location, so they one day picked up and moved, and then they converted this location into a frat house. But unfortunately, one of their residents never left. Oh. So his name is George. Um, he was an older man who was mostly bedridden. Okay. And somehow, George had himself of some good or bad dreams, no one knows. Ooh, okay. And he got it himself rolled out of bed in the middle of the night. Oh. And he got it himself stuck between the bed and the wall. Oh no. Mm. And this happened the night before the big move to the new location. So as everyone was going through moving all their patients, they peek into George's room. He's not in his bed. He has to be in bed. He's bedridden. They assume someone else has moved George oh, no. and they all they go. go over to the new location. It takes them a couple days to realize we George don't know where George here. is. Oh, and they no. go back and they find his dead body oh. smushed against the wall where he fell. Oh. They think he was alive for at least a day. Oh, poor George. Oh, I George. know. Poor he- George. So George hey, was guys. left behind. <laughs> hey. Um, I don't, don't want to be a bother, but like. Can I? Can you move? Help. Me? This oh. is why you should have one of those buttons, you know? He yeah, had life, life alert, alert, alert. Life alert, buddy. I've fallen. Y'all laugh at that phone, but you can't get up. Joke. But lives. And could not get up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, die. George, this is what will happen to you. Get life yeah, alert. Yeah, you'll die. You'll die. Um, so George, um, the fraternity knows which room used to be George's. They're like, it's still George's room. They do use it. Like, kids stay in that room. Mm. But they're like, it's George's room. They they uh, they used to have a lot of trouble, like noises, banging, slamming doors, stuff like that. And then I bet moved. there's a lot of banging in that room, bro. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. What's up? I bet there's not a lot of banging in that room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So they put an old school recliner in there because they were like old men like recliners. And now they see a shadow person sit and rock in the oh, recliner. Oh, he does like the recliner. Aww. Those kids like, are right. They're like, my grandpa likes recliners. Does your grandpa like recliners? They they used to like, uh, so apparently George in his in his heyday was a big uh, bowler. So in, this man in, is my in, father. In, in an effort to appease George, they also bought him a bowling ball, which sometimes in the middle of the night just starts rolling down the hallway. Oh, this man George is my dad. My dad loves his little recliner, and he yeah. used to be bowl- a bowler. And they say that um, lots of times you'll hear like footsteps going to and from that room when no one is in that room. Mm. 
Um, but he's just hanging out. But the funniest story about George is that George is apparently a big Star Trek fan. Nice. Nice. Okay. So in the 1960s, there was some huge storm that that blew out the power to the street for like almost a full week. But every Tuesday at six o'clock, the power to this house would pop back on so they could watch Star Trek. And then the power would go out again. Oh my God. So he used his ghosty power to make sure that these boys could keep up on their Star Trek. And that Captain Kirk. And as is true with any warring fandom, as he's a big Star Trek fan, he doesn't he's not like Star a big Wars? Star Wars fan. Oh. So they wanted to test this theory. So one day they like brought in a bunch of um, Star Wars memorabilia and they left it like in the common room. And in the middle of the night, there was like a big scuffle and they went downstairs. It was all broken. This is all shit. <laughs> Fuck your lightsaber. Everybody knows. <laughs> the Enterprise is the ship, not the fucking Millennium Falcon. Well, that Star Star Trek is about an idealized version of the future where everything is good and people are just working for the betterment of mankind. And this Star Wars shit is just militaristic propaganda. <laughs> not wrong. No one You're wins not wrong. the Star War. <laughs> anyway, oh so, my god. <laughs> so, uh, in true. Tuna hashtag feminism. I'm also going to tell you about the uh, Pi Beta Phi sorority house. Yeah, that's there you go. Nice. Um, so this one not not as robust a story as our good friend George. Okay. Uh, but there was a student there uh, who was staying in the house in the 1960s. Her name was Polly, and she went one day to plug in her hair dryer and it oh. electrocuted her oh, and she died. God. And they said from the day that she died in that house. They, the sisters continued to see her. She would just like show up and walk around corners. They'd see her behind them in mirrors. Like she was just always still there. Wondering and why then, her hair's still fucking wet. <laughs> she's like, God damn it. Um, it gets too so, frizzy if I don't use the hairdryer. So then in the 1990s, that house was taken over by the Lambda Chi Alpha fraternity. Oh, so Lambda Chi moved out. Alpha. <laughs> yeah, Lam- Lambda Chi. <laughs> they love, they have their little lattes. What, did I say it wrong? It's C-H-I, I, I think, yeah? I think that's yeah. uh, I think it's Kai. Kai? Or, yeah. No, it's definitely Lambda Chai. Okay. It's it's Lamb and Chai. Okay. Yeah. The fraternity, Lamb and Chai Alpha. It's Nothing a, like a chai with a lamb infusion. <laughs> I love oh, lamb in my need, chai. I need four squir- squirts of lamb, <laughs> please. Gross. <laughs> 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 Can I get a half-calf double whip lamb chai, please? Lamb, lamb, lamb chais. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the lamb chai's moved in. Um, and apparently since then in the 1990s, Polly's been way more active and well, way more grumpy. Well, they're she boys slams now. doors, she turns off the lights, and not. she sometimes just yells at them in the middle of the night because she's grumpy that there are boys there. I would be too. <laughs> you respect that woman. And then he, uh, she flicks on and off the lights. Uh, I know. But my favorite ghost story to come out of K-State, K-State. Um, is from, I got this from Haunted Houses kansashauntedhouses.com I could find this nowhere else in the internet I could find no additional information so do not ask questions okay I'm gonna ask all but the so they talked about this. There's this other haunted fraternity house from this kid who died during hazing. That's a much sadder story. Mm. But um, the former house mother of the Gamma Phi Beta sorority house. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point, their house mother was murdered by the house cook. Whoa! And that house mother haunts the house. I quoteth. Stories say that when chicken nuggets are cooked inside the house, disembodied screams can be heard. <laughs> What's wrong with chicken nuggies? I have no additional information. Wait, you know no, no, no. They're screams of pleasure because chicken nuggies are delicious. Well, I think because she was killed by the cook, I was like, did her and the cook have some sort of like throwdown over these chicken chicky nuggies? nuggies? And now every time she's based disagreement. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a nugget. Fueled crime. Foods are not meant to be nuggetized, and I don't appreciate you forcing it upon. It is fuck, not dignified. Fuck you! I love these dino nuggies. And then you die, die, die. Her head in the oven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So apparently, the ghost of his house mother doesn't like it when you make chicken nuggets. Doesn't do anything. Nuggets. No additional information about this haunting. I don't know if she does anything else, but if you cook chicken nuggies, she will just start screaming. All right. All right. Well. And those are some of the hauntings. From K State, Kansas oh. State University. That's delightful. That's delightful. Oh yeah. Uh, do you know what else is delightful? This beer. Yeah. 
I so again, this is Broza before Goza. Mm-hmm. It's a berry rose Goza. Mm-hmm. It's blackberry, raspberry, rose, sea salt, obviously, it's a goza, and vanilla, which I don't really taste. But we get with I the vagina. I think there's something in there that smells a little bit. And as we've all been saying since we've been sipping on this, not in a bad way. No, not in a bad but way. But it does smell just a little bit like, like vagina. a vagina. Yeah, it's a vanilla <laughs> scented, like if you were douching with a vanilla. Like if you just use some sort of Bath and Body Works right. wash, and, you and your vagina little... had a little bit of vanilla, right? That's it. it, it not in a bad way. No, and it's yeah. not. It's not in that like yeasty way. It just <laughs> smells. If like you a... had a pleasantly vanilla vagina, this could be you. As it's warmed up, mm-hmm. the vagina has lessened. It has. Yes. Um, there is now less vag- of a vagina nose on but, this beard. But the um. But the raspberry blackberry is very overpowering. Like, oh my gosh, it very it's tart. Overpowering it's to the also, point you don't like it. No, I like it. Oh, you just said okay. It, it is the color of cranberry juice. Yes, the consistency of a smoothie. It yeah. is opaque. It, it is, is so thick. It is thick. There's crudulers. Yeah, there's crummies in it. Yeah, that's, maybe that's like a sprinkling of vagina. Maybe. Yeah, but it's um. I don't know. It's good. It's it's a uh, surprisingly it high ABV. No. I think it's beer. It's beer adjacent. Oh, that's good. I mean, it tastes like alcoholic fruit juice. It's kind of like um, a Seagram's. It's a delicious candy. Yeah, it's not that sweet, though. Yeah, it's It's very tart. Yeah, it's like, hey, did you just have a yummy dinner and you were thinking about getting a fruit tart for dessert? Just drink this. Yeah. Yes. Fuck it. But your, your sour jets do turn on. Yeah, I would say like, oh, it'd be so nice to sit out in the heat by the pool, but it's a little thick yeah. and it's a little high in ABV for that. Like, mm-hmm. this is sipper. This is a sipping one. Like, if you I want something most, to just slam, no. Yeah, I have most of my can left because oh. it's taken me a minute to get through it. Yeah. Tastes good, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, like, I it. like it. It's, um, I would argue it's not beer, but it's not bad. Yes. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, hey, this is the part of the show where old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Guess what I like? What? Human mulch. Yeah. You know what else I love? <laughs> Flying ass paddles. Another thing I love is schools that call you a moron and also stabbing God. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, I, I it's also, fun to stab God. I love an aggressive farmer, and I also love keisters. I love nugget-based hauntings, but if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's gorilla school. Melissa wins! Hey, School for gorillas. Gorillas. Gorilla gorilla school. school. Well, all you little gorillas, thanks for tuning in this week. Yes, <laughs> come back next week. We will have more booze. And we will have more brews. And until then, cheers. cheers. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Get all the way out. <laughs>